This time on episode 329 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we're going to discuss Iron Fist, season 2, episode 1, The Fury of Iron Fist, and season 2, episode 2, This City's Not for Burning. I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director SP. And I'm Agent Michelle. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Sunday, April 26, 2020, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast worldwide, definitely New York-wide, via www.geeks.live. Come and join our live chat as we record. Michelle, happy National Pretzel Day. I love soft pretzels with just the right amount of salt and a good cheese sauce. I actually had hot dogs with cheese. I didn't have pretzels with cheese, but I know what you're talking about. In fact, whenever I go to a University of Minnesota hockey game, that's one of the things that the family just forces me to get was a pretzel, a nice warm pretzel with salt and cheese. Oh, they're good. Even when they come in pretzel bites. Oh, the little small ones? Yeah. yeah. Annie's. Annie's is a good. I think that's the one with the good shop. I haven't been to a mall with an Annie's in it forever. Is that still a company that is in existence? Yes. Not only in a mall, but also in airports. Oh, that reminds me. It is in the overpasses in Chicago. When you go through the tollways and the oases, there's Annie's in those. See? All right. I'll have to get one next time I'm going through Chicago. National Pretzel Day, by the way, began in 2003 when Pennsylvania Governor Ed Rennell declared April 26th National Pretzel Day to acknowledge the importance of pretzels to the state's history and economy. So basically, this is all just a commercial for Pennsylvania. Hey, I'll accept it. It gave us pretzels. I even like regular pretzels. Okay. Even covered in chocolate. Have you had pretzels? Not like white chocolate, but like either milk chocolate. I prefer dark chocolate. So pretzels and dark chocolate, that's a good combination. Around the holidays. Oh, yes. It's my favorite. Well, second favorite cookie, quote unquote, cookie around Christmas. The other one is the one with the Hershey Kiss in the, I guess it's a sugar cookie drop. I can't wait for the holidays. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to the show. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fan-based podcast on the ABC television show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming in just one month from now. The multiple Marvel small screen series like Iron Fist and the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Book Universes in general. Because of fighting over shrimp. If you'd like to talk to us about fighting over shrimp with chopsticks, you can catch us on our website, legendsofshield.com. 
can leave us a voicemail, 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. You'd like to leave us a message on our Facebook page about what kind of shrimp that you enjoy the best. You can catch us at Legends of Shield Podcast on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Legends of Shield. You can tell us all about your favorite Asian meat dish on our YouTube channel on comments at youtube.com slash geek. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of Shield skill. And remember, Legends of Shield is still a proud member of the geek.com network because Steven hasn't fired us yet. Yet is the key word. I keep waiting for it. You know what? I think he actually has to listen to an episode and then he's like, oh no. They need to go. <laughs> anyway, there are only two of us, just Michelle and I. We're actually going to be opening up extra chairs for just fans that want to come on in the show. We were set to have one today. Unfortunately, the fan had to cancel it. Maybe we'll have the individual on in a couple of weeks. But if you have a decent microphone and a way to record and some sort of visual medium you can get in touch with me and we will schedule you for a future week that we're talking iron fist or when we return to the netflix stuff uh, maybe agents of shield we'll see i tend to think we'll have a full compliment during the agents of shield season so we'll just see if you're interested in that let me know also agent lauren is not with us tonight and it's not due to any health reasons michelle right it's her birthday. Happy birthday, Lauren. I hope you're celebrating fine. She, in trueness, she has recorded with us before on her birthday, but it's been on the tail end of her birthday celebration. I just said, take the day off, have fun, recoup with your best friend, Mary, and you will be back next week. So we're looking forward to seeing her back next week. Haley is still having technical issues with her computer system. And we're hoping to have her back by the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season. We'll see if that happens. I reached out to her today and she still was not able to join us. So looking forward to having her back by the end of next month, which is May for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. All right. I feel the need, especially since we said we're going to be doing Luke Cage for quite a bit before we got to the end of Jessica Jones last week. We mentioned that we were going to pivot to Iron Fist. The reason that we we're pivoting to Iron Fist for the next few weeks is because we can get the whole series in before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. starts. So that's why we skipped over Luke Cage. We are going to be going back to Luke Cage after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or maybe in an off week for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll be going back and doing the entire season of Luke Cage. Right, Michelle? Yes, I did the math. I called it. I did the math. It perfectly fit. Iron Fist is 10 episodes. There's five weeks. There's five Sundays between, you know, now and when we are going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when it comes back. And I'm just like, it's just perfect. We can wrap it up. We don't have to wait to watch like the final two episodes three months from now. It's nice and pretty and complete. And Michelle likes it like that. So that's why we're doing Iron Fist. In preparation for this, though, I needed a little bit of my Twitch, my OCD met, and I binge watched season two of Luke Cage yesterday. I did all 13 episodes, started at seven in the morning, ended at 10 at night, and it was the first time I ever did that with any series. 
probably be the last to be honest with you intentionally you know if i'm sick or whatever and just want to binge the series I, I probably can do that but even like altered carbon i went through that in two days i didn't go through that in one day so i've never done a full series in one day or a full season of a series in one day yesterday i did that with luke cage kind of glad i did that but i won't spoil anything so this is the one time that sp has actually watched in advance of something I want to state that I have not seen in advance of Iron Fist. I've only seen the first two episodes, so I get to be surprised for the next couple of weeks here. Okay, cool. I guess I'll say one last thing here. Having completed Jessica Jones last week, binge watching season two of Luke Cage yesterday, and then watching two episodes of Iron Fist, it's like double clutching in between series. Yes, it's all in the same Defenders universe, but each series has its own individual swagger its own feel its own music background soundtrack if you will and it is not just a smooth same show all the way through it is a pause in between you got to get your mindset in the right mind to go from series to series double shifting is about the best analogy that i can okay all right so with that i am going to start off on iron fist Iron Fist Season 2 premiered on Netflix September 7th, 2018. We're under two years of this being out. This starts our final watch of all these series. Up till now, we've always, except for the Defenders, we've always had another series season of something coming out, but this will start our farewell tour of the Netflix Defenders series. This series was started off by the episode titled The Fury of Iron Fist. It was directed by David Dopkin, who has 25 directing credits starting in 1992. Three episodes of Into the Badlands and one episode of Iron Fist. It was written by M. Raven Metzner, who has 40 writing credits starting in 2005, with four episodes of Six Degrees, five episodes of Clue, two episodes of Falling Skies, one episode of Heroes Reborn, eight episodes of Sleepy Hollow, and two episodes of Iron Fist. Michelle, you want to take the second episode? Yes, This City's Not for Burning was directed by one of my favorites, Rachel Talale. Has 62 directing credits starting in 1991, including the very underrated Tank Girl film. TV credits include two episodes of Touching Evil, one Boston Public, four Ally McBeal, two of The Division. One Supernatural, Three Dead Zone, Two Haven, One Rain, One Legends of Tomorrow, One Sherlock, Seven Episodes of Doctor Who, One Iron Fist, Two Supergirl, Four of the Flash, One American Gods, and Three Episodes of Riverdale. This episode was written by John Worley, who has 10 writing credits starting in 2008, including two episodes of Terriers, One Justified, One Reckless, One Allegiance, One Mad Dogs, and for SEAL Team. Iron Fist Season 2 has a new showrunner, of Raven Metzer, and this is based on the Marvel comic by Roy Thomas and Gil Kane. Michelle, let's go into the titles of the episodes as per the theme of the episode. The first title was The Fury of Iron Fist. What's that about? Danny seems to have this mission of, I have to take care of New York City because no one else can. This is post 
Daredevil post Defenders, where everyone right now thinks Daredevil is gone. He seems to forget that there's also Luke Cage and Jessica Jones just in the Netflix universe. There's also a whole bunch of other Marvel superheroes in New York because for some reason they all are in New York. But he he's got like this. I don't know if he's getting drunk on the power, but he's getting more intense with using his iron fist. He seems a little bit more centered, though. You got to admit he's more calm even in his interactions with colleen he might be distracted but he's incredibly kind and remembering what might be important to her along the way i gotta give him credit for that whether it's the writers or him individually making the decisions but the performance nonetheless is fantastic in that way so he might be getting full of himself in terms of his power but personally He's not, although they, I think, celebrate a little bit too early at the end of the second episode. So why don't we talk about that one? The episode's called This City's Not for Burning. We learn because the hand is gone, there's a power vacuum. And when you have a power vacuum, you, of course, have the groups who were being kept at bay. They have this opportunity to fight for power. And in this case, we have the Golden Tigers and the Hatchets. They are basically conducting open gang war and Danny is like again I'm the savior I'm going to force them to have a meeting in order to form an allegiance in order to form this truce so we don't burn down the city or at least their portion of the city from the docks to wherever it's going we get a revisit of Mr. Yang who we saw in the Defenders as a part of the triad that was working with Iron Fist in in getting rid of the hand. And you only have 10 episodes. I was kind of disappointed that we only had two episodes of Mr. Yang. So RIP Mr. Yang. He is no longer around. Now, was he the head of the Hatchet Gang? I think it was Hatchet Gang, right? Or was it the Golden Tigers that he was the head of? He's the head of the Tigers. Oh. I thought it was Hatchet anyway. So this is feud between two of the triad, the Golden Tigers and the Hatchet Gang. And give him credit. He wanted to bury the hatchet, so to speak, and have a parlay at least in order to smooth things over so the city doesn't burn down. But then Davos comes in and just makes all sorts of mess with that. By the way, I didn't realize the first time around when we saw Davos that he was going to become the master over on Doctor Who and wonderful character for both of them, both Davos. I think he's a little bit impetuous with Davos here, but the master over on Doctor Who, he's incredibly great at. And it's just good to see him in the series. And yeah, I just wanted to say I did not know the first time around that he was going to become the master. I think that's only within the last year or two. So it was after he filmed this for sure. Oh, no, he's the leader of the hatchets. I'm sorry. I kind of figured it was hatchets yes, because it's the hatchets. They yeah. all had hatchets around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's the leader of the hatchets. So it's the. Yeah. So now the hatchets are leaderless. I did want to say you mentioned it that this is post defenders and post Matt Murdoch. Jessica Jones. I think they referenced it in Jessica Jones and I don't remember the Punisher at all. But in Jessica Jones 
definitely seemed like it wasn't that big of a deal. And it was more of a deal with the hand being gone here than it was in Jessica Jones. And I don't know if that's just a factor of when Jessica Jones was filmed or if just Jessica Jones's world doesn't deal with that same sort of stuff that everybody else. It was kind of extraordinary for her to be involved in the Defenders, I guess, maybe. It was. Remember, they really didn't know of each other, which I really didn't believe. I believe Jessica not knowing some of it, but she knew Luke Cage. Anyway, the hand was always a daredevil iron fist thing. And I guess if half of them know about the hand and the hand is a big villain, go ahead and make it about the hand. I believe Matt Murdock was brought up in Jessica Jones and the fact that he was no longer there, especially when Foggy came around. You also get a mysterious heirloom, which really, that's the crux of the Colleen storyline. And before we talk about the Colleen storyline, let's talk about the characters, because quite frankly, I'm really having a difficult time in enjoying these characters. Danny, for one, just because he came across as such a putz before, he's grown as a character and, and you really get to see that. So that's good. But everybody else. Joy would probably be the next person that I would care about. And I don't care about her at all. Is there any other character here that you care about other than Colleen? Yeah, I care about Colleen. Davos. I wish Davos was being written better. I know the actor. I can't think of his his name right now. I'm in the last season of Doctor Who. If you haven't watched the last season of Doctor Who, I'm going to spoil it in three, two, one. He plays the new version of the master and he did a very intriguing job with it. This guy can act a lot better than what he's being given. I I really want to care for Davos. I really do. It's making it hard. This show is making it difficult for me. I actually put it as the parade of woe is I. (laughs) That's the way this, (laughs) these characters are, except for Colleen. Out of the two Mitchums, I would want to, go into but it's really her brother that has any semblance of likability here between the two of them and there's no way that i can like him with everything going on he treats his assistant badly i mean he apologizes and recognizes that he needs to do something different there but he just goes ahead and snowballs her anyway in the conversation and then leaves it and he thinks it's okay but i don't know and then the whole the the, the whole Getting with your sponsor thing. I mean, that breaks about a gazillion different rules and regulations right there, doesn't it? It does. When you go through any sort of anonymous program, it is strongly urged that you do not get into any sort of intense physical relationship because you are needing to make amends. You're working on yourself. You're getting to know yourself again. You're getting to know yourself in a new state without drugs, without alcohol. You need to find out who that sober person is which is why you don't go around having meaningless sex or trying to do any sort of love thing and finding out that's his sponsor that is the most irresponsible sponsor i've ever seen you don't do that you just don't do that and we haven't seen their relationship develop it's just bingo all of a sudden it's there i don't remember this in the first season i don't think it's there Yeah, so everything we've seen off-season, we don't know how it came about, but it has come about, and 
okay, we're forced to deal with it now. Great. Very distasteful bit of my mouth. Plus, in his meeting with Joy, in addition to when Ward goes to Joy's party, Ward is not somebody that I want to think about. So it just really comes down to Colleen and maybe the kids off the street, right? So those might be the only characters that I am invested in, really, in this. I mean, you have to be kind of invested into Danny just because he's the central character. It's a show, but maybe it should have been about Colleen. Maybe it wouldn't have gotten canceled then. I know. Colleen and Misty Knight. I can't wait for Misty Knight to return. I know she's going to return. It's not a really a big spoiler. Yeah, we have Danny who... There is a line from a song from Hamilton. It's the Skylar Sisters. And it goes, There's nothing rich folks love more than going downtown and slumming it with the poor. Danny Rand is taking a job from someone who actually needs it. Doing something like this, you see it whether it has to do with class or with race, where you put on this identity that is of a marginalized person, whether a person is poor or you see it a lot with how black culture is appropriated. Danny is in a safe space. He is a rich guy who can take off this mantle of poorness. And as Ward says, you have a corner office. Danny at any moment can leave Colleen's apartment, can leave that job and go back to that corner office. That irked me so much because Danny seemed to have already understood that profits were more important. It would be nice to actually see him because he made the company do that. He made the company to be more responsible. He wanted the profits to be a backseat. So I actually was expecting him to be the head of Rand and actually making his company do what he says. Instead, he's just doing whatever he wants. He signs the papers to Joy. Yes, he's being kind about it, but he's not even being responsible enough to read the whole thing. No matter how kind you are, you still need to read a contract before you sign it because Joy could have put in a whole bunch of evil stuff in there. And if you just blindly sign it, you are blindly contributing to the evil. Have some responsibility, Danny. Come on. I wonder if in their sinister plan that Davos and Joy thought that he would just sign it right away, or if they had some sort of way to negotiate through a board inquiry into everything of what was included in the divestment package or not. I'm not really familiar with divestment packages, to be honest with you. It's basically, according to the show, when you're able to leave the company with some of the company's assets and then be a competitor, so there's no non-complete clause, I guess. I don't know. But if that was the case, I would really be looking at what was in those quote-unquote junk patents. And Ward is definitely looking into that, trying to figure out what exactly was lost and that something was not junk when it was transferred over. Joy was the person that was really running the company. And I don't want to skip over it. You're absolutely right. Danny had a responsibility to everybody working for the company in order to ensure that their jobs were still there. 
it's really important that we're talking about it right now in the middle of everything going on. But even in the context of this being filmed two and a half, three years ago, it was still, you're talking about a major corporation, Rand Corporation. It is responsible. So many people got to make sure that those people have jobs. Danny just flippantly making billion dollar decisions like he was without doing due diligence is irresponsible. He might be at peace with himself. He might be trying to make amends with joy. He might be trying to do right, but it's things have progressed. It's not just their parents anymore. It's not just even them anymore at the beginning of, of last season. This is something that's combined and he, Danny should have listened to Ward. Now Ward was being a little bit exuberant during the meeting and, and maybe he had every right to be. But Danny might have felt that he needed to be a stabilizing influence in the meeting. And he did affect Joy, but I don't think he affected whatever plans Joy and Devos eventually had because they went right back to it. And then Joy. Last season, she found out her father was alive. Yes, that's traumatic. But this whole revenge. Okay, her father was alive, then he died. Honey, your life is not ruined. You're our son, white woman who's rich, you could buy a yacht and be in the Caribbean sipping mimosas all day long. Your life isn't ashes. No people whose life is just teetering on the edge because of corporate misconduct and capitalism is evil, blah, blah, blah. For her to be this, I need sympathy. I, my life is ashes and I'm going to ruin Danny's life. In Ward's life because they lied to me about my daddy. Your life's not ashes, honey. Just you, you, you can afford therapy. Get it. Buy yourself stupid purses or whatever. Just you're rich. Shut up. It had to have been the most outlandish money bag I've ever seen in the second episode with that big red purse. Yes. Had nothing to do with the Mitchums or Iron Fist or anything. It was the Triad, but yeah, that was kind of about. Well, it was the only big bag, big enough that I had. Well, anybody can put their hand if you're standing next to somebody in the subway or something. Anybody can put their hand in there and take out a roll of hundreds or whatever that is. Not the safest plan to begin with, and I don't know if the person was in on what was about to happen or not. Anyway, Davos has a fight with Danny back at Kunlun and we get to see that this is the final fight before Danny goes faces the dragon which supposedly is a real dragon but we don't know because we never actually see it not yet we didn't see it last year we didn't see it in the defenders we're not seeing it now and you're right not yet maybe maybe not I don't know but they have a fight it was supposed to be until one of them yielded or until one of them died Neither happened. Davos's father stepped in and just said, Danny is the one who's going to face the dragon. Now, I don't know if it's kind of a test at that point or not. These were two undefeated champions, the only two left in Kunlung. So it just might have been a test to see who would not end the other, you know, win but not end the other. I don't know. Davos was in a similar situation. It was really frustrating to me at the very end to really know why Davos's father went ahead and stopped the fight when it did. And I actually thought about that again today. Davos does have a point. 
Davos almost had Danny, but Danny was able to remember where the sun location is, which is very smart. Blocked it and was able to move in a way where it blinded Davos for a bit, and he's able to get the upper hand of the fight again. I mean, he was hesitant to kill Davos, and Davos didn't have an opportunity to either really decide to yield or perhaps give himself a chance to figure out how to get the upper hand again. I can see where he is angry with his father for stepping in and just declaring Danny the winner. But at the same time, he didn't necessarily need to go all out on Danny. Okay, he's frustrated with Danny that Kung Lung no longer exists, and that was Davos's home. I get that. Danny countered with the fact that the purpose of Darren Fist was to defeat the hand. I did that. It just wasn't in Kung Lung. I guess Danny or Davos was expecting both to happen that Kung Lung would be saved and then the hand would be defeated that way. I guess, but that's not ground truth. Davos might be angry at Kung Lung, but there was no expectation that Kung Lung was going to continue to exist. It's misplaced anger, which if you look out the window, we're seeing a lot of right now. And he keeps talking about his moral center, his moral center, and how New York is corruptive and has no moral center. But by the end of the second episode, he doesn't have a moral center really anymore. Mr. Yang did the right thing by saying, here's all of your money back. I cannot guarantee delivery. I am trying to make peace with the tigers. And here's Davos talking about, you know, saving Kun Long and trying to do the right thing. And he actually says, well, I respect your honor and then kills him. Which up until that moment, I was trying to really understand Davos and I'm still trying to understand Davos. He was really, he was pressured to have sex because he wants the bowl, which I think we can figure out what, what the bowl was for. I don't, it's not a spoiler. Even I am figuring out what the bowl was for. Like I said, I really wish Davos was being written butter because Davos and Joy, they're just blank villains right now. I think what makes Fisk more interesting and Lex Luthor more interesting is because they think they're saving the world from a certain threat. And there are moments when you think they make sense. There's not a really, there's some moments where Davos makes sense up until when he kills Mr. Yang. Like I said, I didn't understand that at all. And I guess the bowl, you're telling me the bowl, I didn't pick that up. The bowl is what is being delivered. Okay, there's two separate things. There's, there's a shipment of something. There's three things that's going on. Joy and Davos is having something shipped that needs to pass through customs. We don't know what that is yet. Joy gets these junk patents. There has to be something in there. And the third thing is that bowl that the lady has. Instead of just selling the bowl right there, we have to... Joy manipulates the whole thing and tapes them having sex so she can get the bull. So there's three things going on. And that one is the bull. I did. I, so I got the whole coercion thing with the bull. I thought that you were inferring that the bull was coming through customs. So that was kind of where I was getting a little bit uh, confused. I didn't know what was coming through customs either. So I'm glad we're both on the same page here that neither of us understand why it was so important to get this thing through customs for $2 million turned into $4 million. 
but it's still not coming through the docks anyway. Also, I mentioned her before. We have this mystery Mary. We have this Mary character who really is two different characters. You have the happy-go-lucky sketch artist, and then you have this almost sinister character who knows what the character was actually doing. Regardless, I don't know which Mary. One of the Marys has taken an awful lot of pictures of Danny. So there is some intense interest going on between Mary and Danny, and that's really all I picked up. If you're a fan of the comic books, you know who it is. This is where my weak comic book history is coming to fail me because, no, I don't know who Mary is. Okay, granted, I will be surprised then because I'm not going to go out and find out who Mary is. Are you happy with how this Mary character is currently being portrayed, though? I'm wondering if if she intentionally set out to find Danny during that first interaction, which I think is what happened. And she's just able to like, there's a lot of pictures. She might've already known where he is. If that one personality is manipulating, you know, did surveillance on Danny and then is manipulating her way into his life, then it makes sense because otherwise it's just some rando character. It can't be that way. I think the surveillance is going on. One of her personalities, I don't really like to call it that way. Okay. It seems to be like after Danny and the other one is trying to protect Danny. Oh. Okay. Well, I look forward to learning more about Mary. Also, you have the whole mystery heirloom for Colleen and She's trying to find out more, and unfortunately, with the Triad War, it's making it very difficult for her to contact the one person that might know anything about it. But it has to do with her family. What is it called? It's not called a crest or a logo. What what is the it's family emblem? I forget what it is. Family artistry. She says that the box that showed up as a donation to her charity was in fact owned by her mother at some point in time so she's really interested in where this came from and she is trying to find out and it's it's really the quest that i'm pretty sure is intertwined in everything else right now but it's the quest that i'm most interested in this has got mystery to it it's got personal involvement for colleen you've got big forces titanic forces working against her so it's really the thing that i'm pulling through for this whole thing is i really want colleen to Find out where that came from, perhaps connect again back with her family. Colleen's always been about her community. I love that we got to see her fight in the kitchen. There are better fights this season. I like that one in the kitchen where it was just her. And then we see really her true self with that scene with the kids, the kids who are just trying to get by. They know no other life than what they're experiencing right now. And that's Colleen. Colleen really wants to just help those who have fallen between the cracks. And that's her heart. That's the show I'm watching. Also, when Mary comes in, she says, oh, is this the dojo? And she said, well, no, it's was, but it's a home now. And that kind of makes me sad because it was something that Colleen was really trying to affect the neighborhood with. And it's not there anymore, but at least she's involved in the charity volunteering i believe is the correct term so she's volunteering with the charity so at least she's doing something with the community there and she's with danny again no need for money 
really, I think Danny's trying to live on his own. So basically, correct me if I'm wrong, they're living off of Danny's moving company salary. I think he bought last season, the first season, he bought the property. Yes, that's right. So he owns the building. So he owns the building. So basically, they're living rent free. They just need to pay their utilities. Okay. And they're very, they're apparently getting the highest package for internet because of all the computer screens and all of the surveillance, surveillance and such that he's doing. So they obviously paying for that top tier internet package. At the very end, when he does go back down in the subway and he is fighting the door, I didn't know if that was to try to recenter himself or if he needed to just knock around some frustrations or something like that. but. It's found it to me or looked to me like he was trying to hide it from Colleen. Colleen mentioned that during one fight, he blew out the back of, oh, yeah. of a wall. Yeah. She saw the destruction on television. She's bringing up, do you have to be so forceful? Can you show some restraint? And Danny's just like, well, I had to because I'm protecting the city. He said, they didn't say, you know, I said, please, they didn't listen. And it was the same thing. Before. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see where all this comes. I have not seen the next eight episodes. So it's going to be a fun four weeks of me watching and seeing the story unfold and eventually probably saying goodbye to the Iron Fist character at the end. I don't know if he, Danny has any more cameos in other series that we're going to watch, uh, like the third season, of Jessica Jones, second season of Punisher, or the third season of Daredevil. But I just don't see him coming around. Daredevil would be the closest I would see because of the linked stuff between the, the two characters there, but I don't know. I think this is going to be it. So eight more episodes of Danny Rand. Is there anything else about the first two episodes of the second season of Iron Fist that you would like to talk about? No, I am happy with the better fighting. It wasn't as close and quick. And clumsy as it was first season. I think what we need to do now is write ourselves some post-it notes. Paste them all over the place. And then get on out of here. Thanks everybody who is listening and watching us discuss Iron Fist season two. On our way to the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, thank you for everyone who interacts with us on Discord or Twitter. We really appreciate the contact. And thank you for listening to this, which ended up being apparently a therapy session that I needed for these first two episodes. And again, as a reminder, if you would like to discuss any of the Netflix series that we have left, please get in touch with me and we'll see about hooking you up. Or if you have anything to say about the upcoming Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., season any trailers that you see any news any spoilers that i think we would like to remain spoiler free on a, for the most part on the podcast but if you like to talk to us get in touch with us via the discord at gunnageek.com slash discord or our twitter account at legends of shield probably the best two places to get in touch with us so until next time where we discuss iron fist season two episode three this deadly secret and season two episode four target iron fist I am Director SP. And I'm Agent Michelle. See everybody next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. 
If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. Okay, how are you? I'm all right. Sorry, uh, Discovery made you cry. Good. I guess that was a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I actually can't wait for season three. I like this season better than season one. Have you heard when season three is going to come out? The last I heard it was sometime in 2020. Yeah, I heard October, but I don't know. Okay. If that's true or not. I think that might have been a target. At this point, everything's a target. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I think Disney Corporation had to have known this was coming because they wrapped up both Star Wars and the 10-year-long Avengers saga last year. They had to know that they had to get it in before this all started. Actually, I don't know, but I think they planned the Clone Wars because the season finale is on May the 4th. That sounds good for a change because in the past they haven't really done enough on may the 4th because may the 4th should be something big i know they kind of halfway celebrate it but they don't really celebrate it like star wars celebration last year should have been on may the 4th in my opinion maybe they just couldn't get the venue i don't know yeah well i did finish discovery season two before my free month ran out so i got picard season one and season two of discovery in all within the 30 days yeah. Mom's asked me to keep it because apparently the good, she likes the good fight and apparently it's coming back soon and she's unemployed. So I'm like, okay. When you get to day 28, click that you want to get out of it and it will, from what I've heard, give you a 50% off the next two months. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not much, right? So, even if you have the $10 a month plan, you're only getting five bucks a month off, but they really want people to stay and you only get one shot at it. So, if you let it go and you try to do it again, it'll come back with, okay, you really want to quit? No, it won't come back with a counter offer. So, that's what I've been hearing. Really? Hold on. I would wait until you're just about out, though, like a day or two before. I am, actually. Next billing date's the 29th. Okay, so you're close. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> awesome, because she likes the no commercial thing. The girls have been watching The Amazing Race, so I've been toying with keeping it. So we'll see. Yep. Cool. Because that's $5 a month now. 
she likes the no commercials. Oh, absolutely love the no commercials. I can't imagine yeah. watching that stuff with commercials in it, even though with Discovery, and it wasn't too bad with Picard, but definitely with Discovery, there are notable commercial breaks in there Yeah, where they come back from commercial and they replay the last 30 seconds within, I don't know, five seconds or whatever. You know, those short little recaps before it gets going again, which I think is really annoying, especially after watching all the Netflix stuff. But you can really tell that those commercials are meant to be there. So if you need to go to the bathroom or go to the kitchen, get a drink of water or something like that, you can, that's a good place to pause. So, okay. But I don't want to have to watch all the commercials. Just want to watch the 50 minute long episode or whatever it is. Yeah. And they need to start including skip recap and skip intro. They need to start adding that. So I binged. It's the first time I've ever actually binged a season of anything. I binged Luke Cage season two yesterday. Started at seven o'clock in the morning, seven ten ish, seven thirteen. I ended at ten oh five. So I literally binged it. You know, boom, 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 boom. I didn't speed up or anything. I strategically ate and I even exercised. I was watching it while I was on the treadmill, so I didn't not exercise. But it was really tough being tethered to a TV all day long trying to get. 13 hours of TV in, in one day. Like I said, starting at seven, ending at 10. And it's just really tough. But I noticed that on the Roku's, I was able to skip the intro and then skip the commercials. However, when I transitioned to my Apple TV and it's a third generation, it's not a fourth or fifth generation. It's a third generation. I couldn't, it wouldn't let me, it would never bring up the option. I was very frustrated because I'm trying to get through when you're binging, you want to just go boom, 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 boom. Normally I like to savor it, but in this particular case, I just want to get through it. And no, there was no skip intro or the back. So I, I was forced to watch it, it with Luke Cage. It's actually artistry watching it, but I know in other things, it's a pain discovery. I watched all of those because I, just kind of enjoyed it and going through the different musical bits. And there were very similar musical bits to Westworld in it. And I checked and the composer is not the same. On a similar note though, I watched just because it was on there. I watched uh, the legends of tomorrow and the flash episodes this past week. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful that we're no longer watching that and we're watching we're able to watch other things because there's so much better tv out there streaming and everything yeah mom's got time to watch it and so she was watching it and i go well how is it and she just gave me that look and it's like got it the one thing that i will say about the cw shows is it's free the cw app is free if you have some sort of device that can stream it it's free. So if you're somebody looking for content and you're not able to pay for it for whatever reason, if you're a college student, your budget is limited. If you're caught up in things right now, you might have had to shut a lot of other stuff off. CW app is free. So as long as you have something that can stream it, it's TV that you can watch. So, okay. You're just getting what you pay for. Yep. Talking about family. So my mother-in-law, she's 85. And she's been coming over here every day because the only two places that she can be is her condo and her house, just because that's what she's been exposed to. 
And so she comes over here and she sits on our couch and two years ago, two and a half years ago for holiday sales, we got a, not a home theater couch, but it was more of an entertainment couch. It actually is a sectional, but we don't have it in an L because it just wouldn't work in our room. It's a straight line, but on one end, it's got a chase lounge and then it's got a armrest and then to uh, like a middle uh, seat that reclines electronically and an end seat that reclines electronically. She always sits in the end seat that reclines electronically and her body is up against the controls. The controls are the in, on the inside of the arm. She will always hit there's up and down and then uh, for the back, I guess up and back with the back. It's like an extra control, so the whole thing reclines or sits up, but then the back is an extra recline, so you can get pretty flat in it if you recline the back back farther, or you can actually have the, it's like a pillow, basically, that Mm -hmm. comes up on it. And then there's two middle buttons, and they're programmable to whatever spot that you want them in, and they just come, and it's all the way down and all the way up. So that's what we've kept it at. I I played around with them a little bit, but it just makes sense all the way down and all the way up. She will inadvertently hit the all the way up and she, her, her memory's gone. She retains nothing on how to work anything. So she will hit the up and it will just keep on going up and up and up. Problem is we've got a coffee table that's right in front of there and she's got her legs sticking out. The bottom of the coffee table actually has a metal angle iron lip to it. So she could get her feet caught underneath there and then really damage her ankles. And this has been going on and on, on and off for months and months, but she's been over here enough. And then there are times where she's unsupervised. We just let her in there and I'm in the office. Kids are upstairs doing homework or working and nobody's really watching her door is open so I can hear her, but I'm not there watching her. And just this past week, all of a sudden I heard a, oh shoot really loud i think she was gonna actually swear but it was shoot that she said and i was like oh i wonder what happened i thought she spilled something or had another accident or something like that and i didn't wait long i immediately just got up and walked over and by the time i walked over it was all all the way up fortunately she had gotten her legs out of the way because he's again at the end so she got her legs out of the way so i was like okay i finally just popped in my head. I don't know why it waited till then versus months and months ago, but I had an extra smart switch that I used for the fire truck that was the inflatable over the holidays. So it's an outdoor switch. It works indoors, but it's an outdoor switch and wasn't doing anything because I don't have Christmas decorations on the front lawn. So I was like, okay, I'll repurpose it. So I threw it in there and then it worked. I, I put it on a schedule for after she leaves and until like in the middle of the night it goes off so the entire rest of the day it's not on until six o'clock again so i headed on there but i'm like well you know if she's there after six i'm gonna have to find a way to do it i didn't want to rename the it's just stupid i didn't want to rename the plug because i was going to use it again next fall for the same outdoor thing so i just ordered another plug put it on there and called it couch so now my couch is controlled by a word.
That's funny. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2020.